was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring except for four assholes in a pod booth in standard two by two cover formation, talking about Christmas movies. Yes, Merry Christmas, Pod. I'm Chris Hewitt, and welcome to this very special edition of the Empire Podcast, brought to you in association with those wonderful elves at Sky Cinema. This is the latest and last. Sadly, in our series of pod debates, and this one is tackling perhaps the most important question of them all. What the hell are you going to watch on Christmas Day? So important. It's so important. Great question. Do you watch EastEnders? Do you watch The Queen's Speech? Do you watch Alex Sane's bumper festive Christmas movie seasonal bloopers? Yep. I don't think so. It's a 200 clip countdown this year. Seven hours of TV. Enjoy yourselves. Started back in October. Culminating in the top three on Christmas Day. What's the best blooper, Alex? What is it? Oh, it's just, it's this moment of this podcast right now. (laughs) You know, the moments you want to forget happened. Classic. Uh, It's all good. So passive aggressive. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, We are, no, we're not going to do any of that. Although we should, because that sounds amazing. Mm. That show that I presume exists sounds amazing. uh, If if not, I am available. Uh, I don't know know who the audience is right now, but if you do have uh, any spare schedule, uh, uh-huh. On Christmas Day, I am available. If you I happen to be the commission editor of Channel 4. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also available, by the way. Hello, anyone? I'm just waiting for my phone to ring any second now. Any second now. Uh, we are going to watch movies instead. That's what we're going to do. Lots and lots of movies. And crucially, movies that are available on Sky Cinema. So, here to help us plan your Christmas Day viewing are three friendly ghosts who, according to the ghost of my former business partner will help me reform my ways. That's lovely, isn't it? That's so nice. First up is our ghost of Christmas past because as the face, the voice and the other bits of Sky Cinema, he's all about casting his eye back into film history. Also, he is dressed, frankly, as a candle with a head that is ablaze right now and is setting health and safety right off. It is the aforementioned Alex Sane. How are you, sir? Merry Christmas, one and all. Oh, isn't it so festive in here? It feels like it. We've got the trees, we've got the baubles, we forgot to put them up, but they're they're here in theory. They're in a box. (laughs) A really flammable box. (laughs) Don't bend towards it, oh God! Confrogations everywhere. Uh, Next up is our ghost of Christmas present because as absolute radio's breakfast show host he is all about living in the moment living in the now without nary a thought of what tomorrow may bring come in and know dave very better man how are you sir very well you boy come here go buy me a turkey the largest in the shop sold out i've got some fight count do you want to do you want that i'm really trying to be a vegan so <laughs> We can mash some corn mints into the shape of a turkey. Mm. Is that nut roast still hanging in the vegan butchers? Fix <laughs> it immediately. Here's a sixpence. It's fifteen pounds. <laughs> what are you doing? Go give this to your hipster friend who runs the vegan cafe on the corner. That hemp tinsel is lovely. <laughs> And uh, finally, of course, is our ghost of Christmas yet to come because every day at Empire is about looking into the future. Every day is Christmas Eve, after all. Ignore the fact that she's entirely wreathed in black. When you get to know her, she's really quite lovely. Hello, Helen O'Hara. How are you? Um... Grinch, bless us, everyone. <laughs> is that Dickens? It was Dickens. That's okay. Dickens yeah. originally. Yeah. I love Dickens. Uh. Um, hate, 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 double hate, <laughs> loathe entirely. <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
Bloody hell. <laughs> not, not a Dickens fan, then. Oh. Yeah. oh, sorry, I thought we were doing The Grinch. I didn't, oh. know, I didn't know what we were doing. Is, is he Dickens? I think he is. Yeah. yeah is this Dickens? Dickens? yippee Kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> well, it must be, I guess, since Dickens is the guy for Christmas movies, and apparently that's a Christmas movie as if people he care is. still. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, that's good to know. He's so sure. versatile, Dickens, he could write everything so die hard. Versatile. Muppet Christmas Carol, mm. <laughs> Scrooged, yeah. Christmas Carol. Uh, all the stuff. All National Lump- Lumpoon's Christmas Vacation mm. 2, oh. Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? I've watched enough of it on YouTube to oh know I never want God. to see it. Oh. You know what I'd rather watch than that? I'd rather watch the video of Randy Quaid having sex with his wife while she's wearing a Rupert Murdoch mask <laughs> than watch Cousin Vinny's, Cousin Eddie's Merry Island Adventure. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I mean, what, what a moment where he's... I mean, to take the great line from Independence Day, I'm back, and put it in that context. It's like, well, you've stolen that from me forever. Yeah, it, uh, it's, I haven't seen it, obviously, uh, but if I had, it, <laughs> I would try and scrub it from my brain. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, <laughs> That's my gift to you. Go <laughs> forth and find it on the internet. I just want to say this to future Dave, who's listening to this right now, with his grandma. Why didn't you remember that Alex did that? And you know that Chris is going to leave it in the final pod. And now you've offended your nana. Go and get her another snowball. Sorry, Nana Berry, but if you do go to YouTube... Actually, it probably won't be on YouTube, but it's probably on one of those porn sites that I'm just making up, like RedTube or YouPorn, and I'm just off the top of my head. And you need to make up two in a row? <laughs> or, you know, X tube or or hot porn my nan's oh, here Chris shut up oh well I mean actually the, those five sites provided our top five Christmas bloopers on Alex Zane's hilarious Christmas bloopers show so uh, a big thank you to all those porn sites whose names I've forgotten already oh uh, what hot porn <laughs> you fuck oh my god oh, come on Chris come on this is totally fine Merry Christmas everybody <laughs> I think I've killed Alex. This could be it. This could be blooper number one. Do you remember when Alex saying died on a fun podcast? The best thing is you can tell a lot of people because when I used to show, host that show called Rude Tube, and the number of guys would go, "Oh man, I love your show, Red Tube," and you go, "Well, you've revealed a lot about yourself by accident just then." And you would reply innocently, "What? What is Red Tube?" Let me just let me just write that down. Actually, I'm writing that down. That uh, sounds useful. Anyway, so Helen, your Christmas Helen, day involves staying in your room with your laptop. <laughs> That's and, it. Uh, That's, uh, we've just broken. Your Christmas Day. Don't do it in front of the family. Don't, no, no, don't, don't, really unless, don't. No, especially, uh, no, don't. Just don't do that. Do not come down anyone's Please chimneys. Move on. Uh, come, on. <laughs> come on now. Chris, come on. We all want to fill a stocking on Christmas Day <laughs> with presents. Jesus we haven't even got to the bit where I explain what this podcast is about. Hey, Dave, you started with nut roast. What is happening? <laughs> Liberate ne! <laughs> now, I've always wanted to say that because I still haven't seen Event Horizon, but Alex manages to mention it in every podcast well, we do. So, as it's the last yeah. one, I just thought I'd go, yeah. Liberate ne! Yeah, no, it's Liberate Tutame. <laughs> Save yourselves, yes. which has never been more appropriate than right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Get out of here! Liberate ne is for horses. So, that would be <laughs> Event Horse Horizon, yeah. so, which thank, is a yeah. great thank, film. Thank God we have you here to explain the Latin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I took Latin in school for a year. I remember one thing. Ambulo. A moa massa mat. I didn't even take it. Dolce et decorum est po patrimori, motherfucker. That's that's correct. I I think this is probably the only podcast that has gone from hardcore pornography to Latin jokes in such a quick turnaround. 
Well, I think we've brought the class back. Oh, Weirdly enough, um, we've covered all my notes. Bye, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm singing. The only other thing oh, I, I, just, I just wrote down a lot of porn sites as well. I didn't know Chris was going to do it. <laughs> The only thing I was desperate to say on this, and I am going to go now because you've all offended me, is the SSS Minnow, James. The answer was the SSS Minnow. No. That's oh. my one, too. Oh, seriously? No way. Yeah. Yeah. It's mine, too. Except <laughs> we really yeah, all picked Scrooge. That's the greatest Christmas movie. Well, this could get interesting because um, we're tweaking the format of the of this show slightly for this, this Christmas special. Because it's a Christmas special, that's what we do. You either go on holiday or you stay in the pod booth and you tweak the format slightly. That's what happens. Really? That's Christmas specials. People go on holiday, right? Okay. Del Boy was always going on holiday. Oh, I see. You know. But like Downton, they don't. Mm. Didn't he go to... Um, went to Miami. He went to Miami. He went to Miami. Miami twice. It's my second favourite Miami set comedy after Police Academy 5 assignment Miami Beach, which is fantastic. <laughs> is that one wow. of your... Remember where they put Ted Dork in suntan lotion on Captain Harris's chest? I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> well, I mean, it was. That's objectively yeah. hilarious. Oh, that I is... genuinely want to do a Police yeah. Academy podcast now. <laughs> we should totally do that. Anyway... <laughs> Anyway, what we're going to do is we're going to construct your Christmas Day viewing. So we have a series of slots throughout the day, and we're each going to fill your... Mm. (laughs) In hindsight, that seems like an unfortunate wording. But what we're going to do is we're going to discuss... Good. Our favourite Christmas films or yeah. non-Christmas films, as long as they're on Sky Cinema, all is fair game. So someone might be suggesting Event Horizon at some point <laughs> on Christmas Day. And then by the end of it, we're going to have the ultimate Christmas Day movie playlist. And we'll have your Christmas Day sorted from 10am to 10pm. How's that sound? It sounds great. Fun. That sounds amazing. Um, and again, here's a catch. Not all films need to be Christmas movies, although all these movies will be available on Sky Cinema. And the Sky Cinema... Christmas movie collection and of course Sky Cinema is the only place the only place that brings you a brand new premiere every single day including Christmas Day let's set the scene it's Christmas morning hooray you wake up the sound of jingle bells recedes into the distance he's been what this is confusing for me it's always Christmas Eve and Empire I don't know what to do move yourself on you're the ghost of future yet to come type thing so move yourself on a little bit now Christmas Eve has (laughs) has finished we're now on Christmas Day you wake up Santa has been hurrah what are you three doing in my house (laughs) (laughs) you invited us remember that's right time you ended a fugue state on the podcast (laughs) you said come around Christmas Day it's fine nut roasts for everybody we can watch Red Tube (laughs) Oh, Lord. Um, right, so you've opened your presents. You're is, that right. you, is that what you do? Do you do you open presents first thing? Yeah. I just want to get an insight into your routines. Of course. What do you, what do, you yeah, do? Yeah. I mean, my greatest ever Christmas was, I think it was probably about 1986, uh, which is when I got all the Star Wars merchandise I'd wanted oh, for. I remember opening wow. the Atat and oh. just going, this is, I don't think there will be a greater Christmas than this moment. In terms of presents, obviously. Sure, sure. Relationships grow. Sure. I love my family. But that moment <laughs> where I took a plastic Atat walker out of oh. a box, still, oh. it's still with me. Nice. I, I had an Atat Christmas and it was it was one of my favourites. Well. Yeah. I then proceeded to leave the Atat outside of the box and play with the box. Yep. Which says a lot oh, about me. Yep. That's sad. I got I got in my little pony um, nursery house. It had baby My Little Ponies in it. They were super cute. That's great. I actually weirdly once, I was taken to, there was a shop in Leeds called Jolly Giant and me and all my friends went and my mum was like, you can all have a present. And they all picked uh, Action Force as they were called here, not G.I. Joe. Sure. And I picked, uh, I picked um, a My Little Pony called Bluebell and I've never asked myself <laughs> why. <a> classic. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I would have loved the Star Wars toys, but I didn't have 
basically any. I had to go to my friend Dario's house and play with him. Why? I don't know. I think it's sexism. Uh, I blame my parents. Uh, early sexism. Yeah. Mm. So that's porn, sexism, mm. Latin. Going through this. We are, the, we are yeah. covering the gap. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write some stuff down in an envelope <laughs> before the show began? Yes. <laughs> like Darren Brown. Uh, this is the worst Paul McKenna show ever. Uh, exactly three minutes, 27 seconds in. You would say red shoe. Thank you. What? You're wow. This is incredible. Um, wow. Okay, so that, we've all opened our presents. That's good. Now, that says 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 a.m., okay. okay? It's a good time. We're in the mood for a Christmas movie or mm. a movie on Christmas Day. Yep. What do you want to watch, Alex? Let's start with you. So first off, I think you really need basically a sugar rush of a movie to start off the day. Something that is going to wake you up. Maybe you know you had a drink on Christmas Eve. I don't know what. It's up to you. I'm not telling you how to live your lives. You've had a drink. You've woken up. You're like, oh my gosh, I need something that really smacks me in the face with its energy. The Grinch. The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey's performance in that movie. I swear to God, that is going to wake you up. I love his performance in that movie, perhaps only equaled by Max the Dog, his cohort, which is possibly the greatest <laughs> on-screen canine performance. And I do include the dog from The Artist in that. And God rest its little soul. I know it's passed on, but Max from The Grinch is brilliant. I love the whole story behind The Grinch. I love the fact that... Like, Dr. Seuss would never sell the rights to his books. And then he passed on, and his widow went, all right, I will sell you the rights to this. I'll let a film be made of The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Uh, but there are certain stipulations. And the stipulations was that she got final script approval, which is why there are no sexual jokes in there that were in the original script. And also she said that the actor who was going to play The Grinch had to be of the calibre of either Dustin Hoffman, Jack Nicholson, or Robin <laughs> Williams, or, thankfully, Jim Carrey. I think Jim Carrey should be happy to be on that list. I find that surprising, but she did include Jim Carrey on that list. Although there was a brief period where it's going to be Jack Nicholson. Wow. I just think Wait, that would what? have been... I, He'd go into full Joker mode, wouldn't he? It'd be an over-the-top brilliant performance. I yeah, imagine. I guess. I don't know. I can't actually imagine him because the funny, thing, the funny thing is... Well, I say it's funny. So Jim Carrey had to spend eight hours in makeup and... Because he lost his shit, he was like, I cannot be... Because he's such a hyperactive performer, I cannot sit here for eight hours. And on the first day, he kicked a hole in his trailer because he was so frustrated. So the production brought in a CIA operative who was instructed in how to deal with people going through torture and make them remain calm to keep Jim Carrey calm on that movie. Wow. I freaking love that. That's an incredible yeah. fact. Yeah. That's amazing. Time. That's a really... Yeah. You've probably missed the first 50, yeah. 15 minutes of the movie because I'll have been telling you that. <laughs> yeah, 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 just pause it, pause it. So listen, great story about this movie. Wowzers. Okay, that's a very, very strong case then for, for the Grinch. Oh, is it called the Grinch or how the Grinch stole the Christmas? I mean, a bit of both, really. They're both one, yeah. one here, one there. Is yeah. that okay? UK, US. Um, uh, I, I thought for a second there when you talked about the Sugar Rush, I genuinely thought you were going to be talking about the Nutcracker movie <laughs> because it's more... Sh no, this is not one of my top three, but it, it was surprising surprisingly cute I have to say I thought it'd be dreadful and it was really nice but it's the sugariest thing I've ever seen like you can literally con contract diabetes <laughs> like it's, it's a real do not risk. lick this film do not lick that well I mean that's just good that's just good advice anyway um, uh, honestly well actually just to follow on from what you said I'm, I'm I've got Fred Claus here 
Ah, no. Because what I like is the contrast between the sugariness, which they do brilliantly, and Santa Claus played by Paul Giamatti, who's mm. just made... I couldn't see him being a great Santa, but he does play a great Santa. Yep. But with the downbeatness of Vince Vaughan, and this is 2007, and it's Vince Vaughan being all Vince Vaughan-y, which is great. Mm. But also the reason I'd like to start the day with this film is that Christmas can sometimes be a time for reflection, and, and a positive reflection. You can take a look back at the year, the year that was, and, and the years before that, and think about those happy moments that have really warmed the cockles of your heart. And I was fortunate enough to host the world premiere of Fred Claus in oh, London's wow. Leicester Ooh. Square. And it gave me an opportunity to meet someone that I have loved on screen for many, many years. And that person is Miranda Richardson, who I love, love, love Blackadder. Oh, wow, yeah. And uh, she Queenie. Was Queenie, yeah. And just fantastic as Queenie. And this moment happened. So I was on the red carpet and um, it's this, the, the cinema is full of kids. And as you know, Alex, you do these things. We're beaming live <laughs> from outside the red carpet. <laughs> so I'm on the red carpet and there's elves everywhere and it's, it's full of children and they've got that Christmas spirit in their eyes and it's lovely and Miranda Richardson who I'd never met before she comes up and I go hey hey Miranda how are you feeling and she looks at me and she says I'm fucking freezing <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas everyone <laughs> I mean, on, on live at the yeah, time. Yeah, that's it, yeah, lovely. There you go. And Paul Jim May didn't turn up. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have one a bit like that. If we're talking embarrassing moments where you meet someone, so I did the premiere for uh, Australia, so it's not a Christmas movie, uh, but... Uh, <laughs> was I, that time of year? That <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah. And Nicole Kidman comes on stage, and I was like, so you said yes to this movie uh, even before like reading the script or anything, because it was Baz Luhrmann, she's like, I did. I'm like, when you were actually standing there in sort of 100 degree, uh, 100 degree heat wearing a corset, did you ever regret uh, that decision? She went, I didn't wear a corset in this movie. I'm like... I, yeah, no, sorry. Wait, maybe I've got confused. The kind of thing, the tight thing with things down the front. She's like, I didn't wear a corset. And then she grabs the microphone and Baz Luhrmann is doing the press line at the other end of Leicester Square. And over the PA, you can hear Nicole Kimmer going, Baz, Baz, come here and tell this man I didn't wear a corset in the movie. <laughs> and all I can think to this day is like, I should have said fucking bodice. And like, I think she literally thought I was going, yeah, so you put on a bit of weight. Uh, Do you have to wear a corset? That's the only reason I can think she was shouting. Baz is looking at her, sort of waving his arms going, what the fuck do you want? And she, Baz, this guy is saying I wore a corset. Come here. Let me open another one of my envelopes. <laughs> Fat shame Nicole Kidman. 16 minutes, 32 Whoa. seconds in. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. That's incredible. That is incredible. Did he he race down and and correct you, or did he just go now and leave it? He just left me standing there, and (laughs) it got suitably awkward. Oh, man. So, as I say, it's a nice time for reflection (laughs) on Christmas Day. Do you know what? I like Fred Claus. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like, just a wall of hatred. Chris, no, no. I, I, I'm no movie critic, but I picked it purely to tell the Miranda Richardson anecdote. No, I like. No, I did, I did too, so, actually. It's, okay. a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I was all prepared to go, it's Vince Vaughn's second best Christmas movie after oh, Four after Christmases. Four Christmases. <laughs> Come on, it's no Four Christmases. Actually, it's weird, because I watched it only recently, prepared to go, so this is that movie that everyone yeah. is like, this is really just not a great film. Loved it. I mean, I disagree. I I don't think Paul Giamatti is a good Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, apart from that, I think I think it's great. But I'm a big Vince Vaughn fan. Mm. I think he's great Me too. And, and you want him you want him to be part of your Christmas day. Yeah. So I would I would <laughs> you do. You I would awesome. for having I would for having Fred Claus on as the first thing yeah. during present opening. Yeah, and, it's, and then it's Brawl and Cell Block ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was going on there? I'm, you know what? I've only seen it once, so I will go back and and check it out again. I mean, it's, you can't all be completely wrong. It's got that great scene. Um, and uh, Is Fred even in that scene? Yes, he is. It's got that sort of uh, disgruntled brother's support group 
which is really fun. So oh, you have yeah, the likes of good, yeah. Frank Stallone's in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stephen Baldwin Stephen as well. Baldwin yeah. is in it. It's a real actual brothers. You know, yeah. who so are successful, more successful brothers, yeah. Yes. yeah. And I love the idea of that someone hating Christmas because they have they hate the fact their brother is so wildly popular yeah. around the world that everybody looks forward to him arriving. I think that's a really nice angle on a Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. I, think, I guess the problem I have it with is, like, you... You do kind of understand, like, Vince Vaughn's problem because Kathy Bates, as the mother of Santa Claus and Vince Vaughn, the brothers, really does favour St. Nick, Santa Claus, Paul Giamatti over Vince Vaughn to the point where you go, this is bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Vince Vaughn has a right to be angry. The and they, yeah. They never really talk about the fact that they're immortal as well, which is a shame because mm. I think there's, a, there's room for a Highlander, Fred Claus crossover. <laughs> <laughs> There can be only one, really? And yeah. Cutting off Santa's head? I mean, this is dark. This cutting is, off <laughs> Santa's head! <laughs> this is, uh, wow. Uh, All right, so, okay, so health my, bells. My, my choice for first thing in the morning, I have to, I have to preface this with a caveat. Mm-hmm. It's a Wonderful Life, one of is the it? all-time greats. Mm. I think it has to be watched on Christmas Eve. So it, <coughs> okay. I, it would feature in my top three, mm-hmm. except it, I, for me, it's not a Christmas Day movie. It's Christmas Eve. That is your lead-in to the big day. That is, boom, everything is in place. Here right. we are. There's Jimmy Stewart. Done. Mm-hmm. See, most of the great Christmas films, for me, take place on Christmas Eve. Or they're... they're I know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them don't actually take place on the day itself. They're but, leading into it. So but, Die Hard, which is my Christmas sure. Eve perennial, that's... But I'm gonna. No, but I, I mean, it's not even. A, it's not even about just when it takes place because you're right. They all take place on Christmas Eve and then finish at Christmas Day. Mm. But for it's just something about the atmosphere of It's a Wonderful Life. Not least because pe- it, people think it's sugary and sweet mm. and, and cutesy. It's actually about two hours of misery with five minutes of happiness <laughs> at the end. That's true. Um, so it, it's actually more of a. It gets you up to that place. It doesn't actually. It shouldn't be part of Christmas Day yeah. itself for me. I mean, okay. it should be Christmas Eve. I I really loved it. Wonderful Life and then I saw a movie that is very loosely based on it but I actually think does it slightly better than It's a Wonderful Life which is Adam Sandler's Click and oh so uh, that's just where I'm coming from Wow That, is a thing <laughs> that, that, that film said. got dark pretty quickly as well Do you well. know what I actually quite like that film but I, but I still yeah. like, you're still committing blasphemy right I know. now You so. could have a really fun Adam Sandler themed Christmas day Nope Just everything <laughs> being you could start off with Happy Gilmore move on to The Wedding Singer and then The Ridiculous Ridiculous Six, through a murder mystery twice because it's no, so effing good. Ridiculous Finish Six? Pixels, murder mystery's obviously. not good. <laughs> murder mysteries, it's... It's you mean the one on the boat with Jennifer Aniston? Yes, Dave. I mean, that's yeah, like, that one. I, look, I'm not a fi- that's I'm, one of I'm the worst things a, I've ever seen. I'm feeling being attacked here. Chris, no. Just no. <laughs> what? I just, I'm no, and just a hard lie. Anyway, I haven't given you my answer yet, actually. All right, because... So Okay. And it's the human centipede. <laughs> While I was joking about oh. Click, I do love the fact that It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, as recently as 2015, they were trying to get a sequel off the ground know, called just... It's a Wonderful Life, The Rest of the Story. And you're oh, like, no. no, the story was done. There was no yeah. rest of the story. There is no more. There is no more. Whatever. Um, no, I, I'm going to go for Miracle on 34th Street at this point. We were talking Which about one? who makes a good Santa. Well, I'm getting to that. Oh. 1994 for me. Mm. Uh, now, is that the cool answer? No. As a serious film journalist, should I say 1947? Yes. However, I put it to you, Richard Attenborough. Yes. yes. He's there a you, great Santa. Now, right? yeah. So, 
Not to stop Dog comparing Dan. Santas, but like you, Paul Giamatti didn't work for me as Santa. Richard Atom, oh my god, absolutely fantastic as Santa, and makes that movie as good as it is. And I'm glad you picked that one. Yeah. I think that's a great, that's a great Santa performance. And, and Mara Wilson's super cute as well. Yeah, and, and New York in the winter is always conjures those Christmas oh. feels, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, I mean, mm. as a city, I went mm. to New York for the first time in the winter, and it was the first time. Well, it's the first time I'd been, and I'm sure, like mm. the first time you guys went, it's too, it's that yeah. crazy thing where. You genuinely feel like you're walking onto the biggest movie set yeah. in the world. And I was that guy who was pointing at uh, steam coming out of a manhole going, yeah. this genuine New York, genuine New York sewer steam. 100%. I was literally there in, Dece- in a December for the first time and, and just going around like Rockefeller Plaza with a giant Christmas tree and New York Public Library. And they had, I think, like wreaths around the lions outside. And it's like, it's Ghostbusters, but also Christmas. <laughs> it's just the best. Oh, wow, those are three good choices. With the exception, I have to say, of The Grinch, because I walked out of The Grinch. Wow, okay. I went, I went full Grinch during The Grinch. I didn't like it, guys. I thought it was so artificial, and Carrie was trying too hard, but oh, you see, do now, I need to revisit? I, yeah, you do. I, 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 okay. I, I, look, I agree there are flaws in the film, but that's what I tried, when I tried to say, pick The Grinch, if for his performance alone, and his performance, you can watch an actor. He possibly knows that what's surrounding him isn't that great because I've never seen him work harder and he looks yeah. like he works hard in a lot of movies but as the Grinch you're like wow you've gone you've gone to 11 Carrie yeah <laughs> alright okay I will give it another go but is it our 10 o'clock movie uh, that's interesting my choice would be Muppet Christmas Carol oh, that's a strong choice I was saving that for, for noon yeah. but, but that is a strong choice oh you can throw it in at noon okay. we'll, we'll, we'll hey. decide I think what we'll do is we'll, we'll throw in our nominations right. and then at the end we'll We'll curate the playlist. All right. So I'm going to throw it in there. Muppet Christmas Carol, because it is just terrific. It's really short. It's got good songs. Good songs oh. written by Paul Williams, who was the guy who wrote the songs for Phantom of the Paradise. And uh, oh. uh, No, it's good. I don't like in, Phantom of the Paradise. No, that's a terrible film, but yeah. those, the songs are pretty good. Okay, and uh, Baby Driver, he was in Baby Driver briefly. And uh, yeah, he's just, it's a really, just a really fun film. And also, Michael Caine, legitimately great mm. in that film. So mm. I, I, there's that lovely quote where he said, uh, I'm going to play this, I'm not going to do the impression. Can anyone do Michael Caine? I'm not going to, I'm going to try. I'm not going to do the impression. I'm not going to do it. I do not know how to do Michael Caine on this podcast. He goes, He goes. I'm going to play this movie like I'm working with the Royal Shakespeare Company. I will never wink. I will never do anything Muppety. And I think that's why That's <laughs> why, why it works. Because there's those famous lines in it where he's go, he goes, I've sewn you up, I've set your bones, but I won't bury you. I've buried enough members of the Muppet family. <laughs> <laughs> late last night and I went that's fucking hilarious I am willing to be proved wrong in the cold light of day (laughs) some frogs just want to watch the world burn (laughs) oh dear my favourite was always light the lamp not the rat light the lamp not the rat I do love it. I love. I love to. <laughs> you see no end to this, Kermit. <laughs> I said, "Bah humbug, bah humbug." Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Uh, how how did you catch the bandit inches. in the end? We burn all of London down. <laughs> So that's what caused the great fire. All right. Those are four good choices. 10 a.m. All right, so we'll get to that afterwards. 12, let's see, 12 p.m. now. Dinner's on. Mm. Dinner's on. You can smell the uh, the turkey or nut roast. 
sure. no judgments here. I love the fact that none of us are cooking as far as this, this uh, Christmas well, day. I presume, I presume you and Dave have help. So. <laughs> <laughs> whereas, whereas Chris and I can't afford all these, these Christmas yeah. foods yeah, like, this, is, this is true I have someone um, Bob come Cratchit's round, house over here I have someone come round with a, uh, a gun that just fires turkey into my mouth so I don't even have to move <laughs> uh, the old turkey gun <laughs> sprout sir thank yep. you yep <laughs> thanks cheese left a bit right a bit more gravy sir <laughs> now clean me down <laughs> oh, so I really should, should try wearing pants <laughs> no I James mean, go for it they've got butlers in the bath so this is just like a reverse of that this is it yeah this is it yeah. this is how all the porn gets made uh, anyway right. okay <laughs> anyway so now it's 12pm James is uh, you know, slaving away on the turkey or the nut sure. roast what do you fancy? What's what's next? So I was thinking of changing it up a bit at this point. Mm. You don't want to overdose on Christmas. You want to be in the mood, but you don't want to overdose. So Great. this is where I'm putting on Captain Marvel. And I'll tell you why. Whoa! Because, yeah, that's right. Because tomorrow they they start with Avengers Endgame. Boxing Day. Boxing mm. Day, yeah. They have Avengers Endgame on Sky Cinema, but, you see. So I need to ref- have that refresher of Captain Marvel before Boxing Day. I agree. I think that's a that's a strong call. And I mean, think about our colours. You know, red, gold, blue. Mm. Very Christmassy. Very it's chanting. very on theme, sort mm. of. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I I agree. I mean, if you did Infinity War on Christmas Day and then Endgame on Boxing Day, yeah. then you could remove that family argument that would result from playing Pictionary because they're both so long. So yeah. <laughs> you'd actually get to <laughs> cut it. out that bit where someone goes, "That's not a fucking spoon." <laughs> I think a lot of people who dread going home for Christmas, this is this is anecdotal, but a lot of people who dread going home for Christmas seem to be going home to houses that have a no TV rule for at least part of the day, right? Uh, not in this podcast, they well, not obviously, don't. Not, obviously not in this podcast, but honestly, I, f- I feel like the best way to avoid, you know, arguments at Christmas is to avoid board games entirely <laughs> in favour of movies. Yeah. A hundred percent. Everyone gets to fall asleep at some point. Nana can have a little doze. Exactly. You can get stuck into the sherry. Oh, just so good. With Captain Marvel on. It's perfect. <laughs> I'm going because nothing says Christmas Day in my family quite like Steve Coogan stowing his cock and balls behind his own legs. <laughs> Sorry. Creating what I can only imagine looks like a plucked turkey. See, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa. Oh, my word. From 2013. Uh, we're speaking about uh, hosting premieres. I hosted the premiere of that in a car park in Norwich whilst wow. someone actually famous the safari suit on, in London <laughs> <laughs> yeah the yeah. blue safari suit the London amazing. one was great by the way I was hosting oh, was that it, was it good, was it good? <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it because I've got Irish relatives you've so got to go to Chris in Norwich do I have to I mean we're in London <laughs> I've got to go to who and where <laughs> um, because I have Irish relatives Christmas Day is a bit like being held hostage by Pat Farrell as well so <laughs> oh my god hate crime <laughs> so uh, but no I think the Gibbons brothers that they, they got involved in, in, in the franchise um, with Alan Partridge one of the great comedy creations of the last 30 years uh, they are super fans and I think they've just taken him to a whole new level and I think as far as transferring a television favourite into a film goes I think they've done a pretty good job mm. I think this one is available to buy on Sky Store or Rent I prefer the first half more than the second half but it's a very good film I like it more when he was in the radio station it's sort of it's like you can just watch him do Alan as a radio DJ and then the whole action plot at the end I was like ah, alright you've got to turn it into a movie but for me the first half is much stronger than the second half yeah, it's so funny though yeah. What's, oh, yeah what's the worst kind of warm of monger 
Fish cheese or war? Well, I think we know the answer to that. Um, I think as well that the kind of Christmas Day is a time for your kind of favourite comfort foods, and I think that there's also something comforting in a character that you you know so well. Like mm. I'm a big fan of the books, and I'm a big fan of yeah. the TV series, like we all are. And I think that having that character in your house and the familiarity that you have with that person is, is quite nice for around when you're going to be getting into lunchtime territory. Plus, I love the bit where. Um, the police officer says to Lynn, um, coffee, and she kind of gets up to walk off and go, make the coffee, because she, she's been just repressed by Alan for so many years. Yeah. They're like, no, no, we'll make you a coffee. And she kind of goes, it's like, oh, um, oh, thank you. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so that's quite a nice warming moment in there. Yeah. That's so, a good, yeah, that's a left field choice. Does that speak to you because of the, the DJ in us? Well, there, there, there must be yeah. something. There yeah. must be, yeah. I mean, on the breakfast show, I did do the warmonger thing. I just, I nick all my content <laughs> from Partridge. Um, but no, but just to have the familiarity of that character. Uh-huh. Oh, Dave, not! You're listening to the Absolute Breakfast Show. Aha! Uh-huh. It's um, Dave's Deep Bar. Yes. <laughs> Knowing me, Dave Berry. 30 years on the game would not render her nice to mine eye. <laughs> Roxanne by police. <laughs> um, anyway, that's what Thank I'm going God for. you don't broadcast on Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but kind of what Helen said, I think that it's nice to take a, you don't want to go full on Christmas in, in the schedule so I think the fact we've offered up an action movie and now we have a comedy in there mm. I just think it gives us a little bit of variety when we come to curate our playlist as you said Chris exactly. amazing I like that good choice alright so you've gone so far Dave you've gone Fred Claus followed by Alan Partridge <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Papa I can't wait to see what you choose next it's going to be off the fucking chain uh, Hell's Bells what's your have I you, done did you did one. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, you did Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Alex Bells. <laughs> uh, I'm going for a movie that I really didn't like uh, the first time I saw it. Um, Great. But I've warmed up to it since. Uh-huh. I still think it's semi-petrifying, and because <laughs> I would rather have the room to myself, I think it will clear out uh, any kids uh, who happen to be there. So okay. I'm going for the Polar Express oh. and the dead-eyed monstrosity that yeah. is Tom Hanks in that movie, because I find it amazing. Everyone's like, the technology, the technology of this movie, what they've achieved, and it's like, it is pretty impressive to make the most likeable face in Hollywood look like a dead-eyed ghoul. <laughs> like a death mask of Tom Hanks. <laughs> um, but it's actually... Look, I, I, I'm so pleased that Robert Zemeckis <laughs> grew out of that phase where he was like, I'm going to do the Polar Express and then be a wolf, which actually is quite good, yeah. and uh, Christmas Carol. And then I think he exec produced um, Mars Needs Moms. Although oh, my God. Oh, yeah, we, so bad. Oh, like, now the yeah. Back to the Future Mighty Have Fallen. Well, yeah, it's, but that, I think uh, Mars Needs Moms is still the fifth biggest flop in the history of cinema. Yes. And it's great that he's back. And I, I'll tell, I'm just, although mm. it's not a Christmas movie, I'm really looking forward to his version of Roald Dolls. The Witches. Is, yes. yes. Oh, is that, been, is that happening? Yeah. And that'll yeah, be yeah, next yeah. year. Oh, I'm so yeah. excited looking. about it. I didn't know that. Yeah. Exciting. Oh, right. I, have to, I have to say that, you know, even though he grew out of that phase or was told to grow out of that phase, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, really sad we didn't get to see his Yellow Submarine. Yes. Because that would have been what, Beatles amazing. Yellow Submarine? He was going to remake the Beatles Yellow Submarine oh, wow. entirely CG, entirely motion captured. He'd cast... 
Peter Serafinowicz as Paul McCartney. Oh, wow. He'd cast Carrie Elwes as George Harrison and uh, a couple of other people I can't remember, but you know they're less famous, so, so fuck them. And uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I, it's, a, it's weird. Like, um, I, I just to go on about the likability of Tom Hanks. I once had to do an interview uh, with him for Captain Phillips, and it was a really oh. straightforward interview. It was like no, it was five minutes, and we just needed some basic information. So I walked in, and I was a little bit embarrassed because I was like, these are just really boring questions. It's just like, so why did you get interested in making the movie? Uh, what was it about the role that appealed to you? You know, you're running the mill questions. And after each question, he was like, wow, that's a great question. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, let me uh, let me answer that for you. And he answered all these questions. And I walked out and I was like, wow, I guess, I guess that interview was absolutely great. He seemed to love it. And the girl outside the room went, uh-huh. You do know he's won two Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> what a guy, though. Yeah, yeah what a lovely. guy. That's amazing. Yeah. So, um, what a just quickly, role. just quickly Great on. Question. The, yeah, um, we had um, we had Brad Pitt um, live on my breakfast show, and he was in Japan in a hotel room. I've never met Brad, and when we patched him through, we pre-recorded it, so we did it during the, the news and the travel. And uh, so I started the interview with a little bit of an introduction for Ad Astra, and he said, "Dave, Dave, I'm sorry, I, I got to stop you there. All I can hear is someone talking about Brexit." <laughs> and I was like, "Well, whenever you call the UK, Brad, that's all you get now." It's people talking about Brexit but he waited on the phone uh, for the news about Brexit the travel and the sport to finish before I started my interview and I just thought what a guy what a guy what a guy so he was fully informed by the time he started yeah, yeah, exactly he knew about what Manchester United were up to and their defensive frailties and everything yeah, they should definitely sack Solskjaer they should, they should get rid of him Brad Pitt is responsible for the only time I've actually shed a tear over a film uh, this year, which is when World War Z2 that was going to be directed by David Fincher oh. starring Brad Pitt was uh, mothballed. That's oh. genuinely upsetting to me because yeah. Fincher, Pitt, together again. I loved World War That's Z. Your jam. World mm-hmm. War Z2 with them mm-hmm. would have been, oh, so um, Sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt on Chris's behalf here. He mm. objects to being called World War Z and would prefer mm. that you use the term mm. World War Z. Yep. Mm. Mm. I'm taking back much. control, Alex. I, 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 I 100% <laughs> agree with you. What I was told when I was doing um, a lot of the interviews for that movie was don't mention zombies. <laughs> really? Seriously? Oh. We, uh, or scenebees. Not, <laughs> not a zombie movie. I'm like... Is it? Is it not? Yeah. Well, it's like I'll tell you what. It's call also it a, a post-apocalyptic disaster movie. I'm like with zombies. No. And <laughs> <laughs> what is this? There's millions of them climbing up that wall. No. It's World War Z. No. Do you know what? It's well, also yeah. it's also not in any way an adaptation of the book. Like no. literally, there's four things taken from the book, and one of them is the title. Yes. Um, so but the it's... book, book begged to be a TV, a long form TV. <laughs> series just because it's like it's like it looks yeah. back over what happened and the result of what happened and did you ever read uh, Robopocalypse yeah. which which is basically World Same War Z yeah. World War Z but with robots and um, Steven Spielberg was meant to do that and then he didn't do that it wasn't worthy of him it's fine it, mm. did you do I sort of got that impression yeah I think Michael Bay's doing it now which well, I think he is yeah isn't Hemsworth attached He's attached to so much. Oh, suddenly I'm back um, on board. <laughs> so fickle. It Helen. was below who's doing this? <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst ideas I've what? <laughs> I shall never. When's it on? <laughs> All right. These are great choices again. My choice for 12 p.m. After the sweetness of Muppet Christmas Carol, I think you need something funny. And that there's nothing funnier on Christmas Day than National Lampoon's no. uh. Christmas Vacation. To cousin, no. 
<laughs> I'm the defence. No, kidding. The first one. Can I actually yes. have you, just uh, for me, have you actually seen it? Because I, no. I, oh, okay, I okay, can't okay. bring myself okay. to. No. no, apparently it was a made-for-TV movie uh, which followed um, Randy Quaid's character. And uh, it, like, it, there was never a trailer for it because it was a TV movie, but someone has put a trailer up on YouTube. They've just cut together long-form scenes of it. And they've even apologised. They've gone, sorry, the trailer's not great. I just felt this movie deserved one. You're like, no, <laughs> 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 it really didn't. It looks appalling. Yeah. Well, that's but, be- but the original. It's, sorry, yes. The original. Yeah. Off, 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 off piece there. Yeah. So funny. So funny. So sweet. Uh, John Hughes scripted, directed by mm. Jeremy uh, Chechik. He also went on to direct The Avengers. Not the good one, the, 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 the terrible one, one yep. but that's yep. not hold that against him either. Mm. And this is just a great, my favourite of all the vacation movies and one of the funniest Christmas movies, if not the funniest Christmas movie of all time, Chevy Chase on top form. Mm. He's an amazing physical comedian, Chevy Chase, and he shows that throughout this movie, whether he's being hit in the face by planks or falling off ladders mm. and that incredible bit where he slides oh. down the mountain on the on the sleigh. That sledding scene, oh. I remember lo- like that. That's one of the moments that I remember from my child, just laughing uncontrollably yeah. laughing at the sledding scene. It's, it's I don't know why, because I watched it again yesterday, I was like eh, it's still funny, but as a kid you're just like this is brilliant! It's the light on the house, it's the pathos of that scene where, yeah. you know, they work for one glorious moment when his, 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 his uncle or his father-in-law turns on the light in the garage and then it all comes yeah. alive and then it goes again when he gets everyone to turn around and look and ah oh, but it's it's there's so many layers to it as well because what's great about that is those awful yuppies that live next door oh. to him oh. and the fact that the light just goes <laughs> through their window and they can't sleep because it's so bright <laughs> played of course by yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus and oh, uh, Nicholas Guest brother of Christopher Guest as yeah. well in fact the whole cast is just filled with these there's some incredible old style Hollywood like Mae Questel is in it and uh, Diane Ladd is in it and uh, but then you have these young up-and-comers uh, so they're kids Rusty and uh, Audrey are played by Johnny Galecki and Juliette Lewis mm-hmm. and it's just it's, oh, I love that movie every year it's one of my staples I go back to it every That's single right. Christmas the squirrel scene as well oh. the squirrel, the squirrel oh going God. everywhere and then it jumps out and it attacks the woman on the neck and then the Rottweiler jumps after it and then Chevy Chase just closes the door and goes it's gone <laughs> <laughs> and his meltdown before the, when he, oh. he, he ran about his boss, he's oh, it's incredible. Um, well, just well, I, it's very rare that I get to have this opportunity, but mm. um, I, while we're talking about vacation, I think the remake with Ed Helms is one of the most underrated movies ever. I thought that was hilarious, and I know Agreed. it got such lukewarm reviews, yep. and no one was into it. It's absolutely fantastically funny. Good it's film, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it's got Hemsworth. It's got Hemsworth again. Yeah, yeah. and uh, something memorable about that character? I don't Anything remember a thing. I spring to mind? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing, nothing pops up. <laughs> no. Is it the quad biking? Or it does pop yeah. up? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Doubling down on your joke. Excellent. <laughs> Wait, it's a huge cock. <laughs> Just wanted to bring it home there. Thanks, Chris. Just no, that is head. a very funny film. Though. You're right. Underrated. Crash back. Um, all right. So, <laughs> uh, so it's 12 p.m. That's, we're breaking for dinner. We'll have a quick dinner. Okay, okay. Uh, some nut roasts for everybody. Jeeves firing turkeys into Alex's gob. Uh, so after dinner, what is... Gobble, you- gobble. It's turkey time. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that is not okay. That's oh. the slogan they put on the post of the movie of your life. <laughs> Alex, legs uh, akimbo. Yeah. <laughs> in his pants, Alex Zane, the Christmas movie. <laughs> gobble, mean, gobble, uh, it's turkey time. Genuinely, like, that is a scene where you have two intelligent actors and at no point did either of them go, 
Absolutely fucking not. Are we are we doing the scene? It's from Geely, Geely or whatever you want to call it, where Jennifer Lopez is with her legs spread on a bed and she goes to Ben Affleck who walks in the room. It's turkey time, and he quite like obviously <laughs> just looks fucking confused. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she sort of looks down and goes, "Gobble, gobble." No! Yes, it's a real scene in a real movie. Yeah, I mean, real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Inverted commas. Oh my goodness, I had yeah. no idea that existed yeah. until now. It really is the greatest time of the year. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. Thanks, oh, Alex. You gave me the present of your words. <laughs> <sighs> Right, so that's say two two p.m. two thirty p.m. Oh, like the, the last film finished at two, so it's going to be three. Maybe now by the time you, you might choose ones that are ninety minutes long. And so even half so, long. you still need oh, more three, than okay, it's three p.m. Jesus yeah. Christ! At this point, my daughter's yeah. knocking at the door, going, "Daddy, are you ever going to come down and join us?" <laughs> no, Daddy's Go watching watch films. Yeah. Daddy's watching Fred Claus again. It's just so Vince Vaughn-y. Daddy's special time. He's having his deep bath. Daddy's deep bath. <laughs> All right, three o'clock. Three o'clock. Post three dinner. Bring it, uh, um, Dave. Just out of respect, are we completely skipping the Queen's speech? Because <laughs> I mean, three o'clock is famously when she All right. when she does her thing. I feel I feel we should allow the Queen some time. You can watch the Queen's speech. You can watch the Channel Four speech. Or you can make a speech in your own house. I've, Alex, I've heard she's dressed as Captain Marvel for this year. All right, <laughs> I'm like, watching this year. Yeah. It's, it's canon. It is part of the MCU. I am fully on board. Uh, Dave, after the Queen's speech, what um, are you watching? I think this is going to be a popular choice amongst the three of us mm-hmm. here, but I've gone for Scrooge. Yes. Uh, 1988. Um, for, I mean, obviously, Helen and Alex are going to have much more to say about this and in depth, but from my personal um, standpoint, I think that we've touched on this in previous podcasts before it's the kind of time it was in your life when it came out and this came out when I was 10 and it was the perfect Christmas movie um, a bit of history about this for people who may be listening to this who don't know is um, apparently Bill Murray did Ghostbusters which was the biggest film in the world ever mm-hmm. he then did he did that thing where he was in produced and directed and funded a movie called The Razor's Edge which really mm. didn't work out because mm. people wanted more Ghostbusters. So he decided to move to Paris to study philosophy for a few years. Yeah. Uh, and apart from a little cameo with Steve Martin in The Little Shop of Horrors, he came back with Scrooge. Uh, someone we've given props to on these podcasts before, uh, Richard Donner was a director, Superman and The Omen. Chris, I know you're a big yep. fan of that. big, big, and big. Danny Elfman did the score, mm-hmm. and he's one of the great movie composers. And it's just one of my favourite... It's my favourite Christmas movie. Just a footnote to that story, yes. which I, I find absolutely amazing, is that the producer, uh, Art Linson, uh, paid Murray $6 million for the role, and his argument was that for every year Murray stayed away from films, his audience draw, and therefore his fee, exponentially increased. How the hell does that work? <laughs> Would that not be great for any of us if we went, you know what, I'm just going to step back for about four years and when I come back, a billion dollars or something like that? Yes, I'd like four times my original salary. James, reload the gun. It's going to be a good Christmas this year. <laughs> just the idea of staying away. But yeah, I think it's, I mean, look, it's um, it's one of those movies where uh, like so many of the smaller roles are populated by just fantastic performances. Amazing people. David Johansson from the New York Dolls is a taxi driver. Amazing. Carol Kane is oh, superb. Oh, as the ghost of a Christmas toaster. present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
look, there's Mr Hedgehog. I wonder where he's going. Perhaps Harlow just sneaks up and slaps you in the face. Uh, yes, a, a, a great film. I love the, the idea of what, what really set it out for me is, uh, in case people don't know, and they all will, that he's a TV producer and he's kind of down on Christmas, which is where he creates the promo that he makes everybody watch in the boardroom, causing one of his team to vomit uh, through disgust. Is is called the night the reindeer died. <laughs> They've got to be so scared to miss Christmas, and then there's just this voice I'm going international terrorism. That's I mean, but, I mean, you know, if Kiss, Kiss saves Christmas exists at least in fiction, why not have Lee Marvin oh, save yes. Santa Claus? Absolutely. I mean, we need more Lee Majors, right? Lee Majors, Lee Majors. Sorry, Lee Majors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. very different. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's an incredible. I mean, the cast as well. I mean, just all the all the people around. Jason Robards is in there. Um, what do you call your man from Dynasty or Dallas or one of those ones? Yes, he's the John Forsyth. He's Forsyth. the one who comes with the first warning. Alfred Woodard is Robert uh, essentially oh, yeah. Bob yeah. yeah, it's just it's fantastic. Um, I, I love the the guy from uh, Dynasty when he says, "Men feared me, wanting to be women, wanting to be with me." And uh, Bill Murray goes, "Come on, you." Paid for the women. <laughs> <laughs> and also the, possibly the greatest line in any cinema movie ever. We can't get the antlers to stick to the mice. <laughs> Have you tried staples? Have you tried staples? <laughs> so good. And Karen Allen being yes. utterly adorable. She's so good. Um, and, and you don't get just get one Murray. Don't you have three Murrays? I think we've got Brian Doyle Murray and Brian Joel, Murray. Joel yeah. Murray in this. So three Murrays for the price of one. Love Brian Doyle Murray also in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ah, I see. There you go. They're all they're together. They're all um, coming full circle. Anyone, if anyone wants to see another great uh, Nate David Johansson performance, may I recommend uh, Free Jack, uh, a classic move. Wow. <laughs> you uh, you did not have the written down your own book. <laughs> <laughs> no one was expecting Alex to say Free Jack. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. It's just, I only mention it because I, I rewatched Scrooge for this podcast. Because I do my work, and um, and I was like, oh shit! I was watching you in Free Jack last week, uh, which was uh, not as enjoyable as Scrooge, right. but still worth hey. watching if you're um, a David Johansson completionist. <laughs> if there is such a thing, <laughs> and it's time for another envelope. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I thought I was losing it for a bit there. Um, my uh, my wife tells me that well, Bill Murray spent a lot of time in Paris. He's been going back there throughout his life. I think he's got a residency there, and uh, not like a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like a house. Um, and um, her friends were studying film in Paris, and um, he went to one of their house parties, and it went on through the night. So Bill Murray's like in his sixties, and there's all these twenty odd year old people, and he was really charming and told all the stories, and was just so lovely to get Amazing. along with. And she woke up. My wife woke up in the in the morning kind of and was doing that thing of going downstairs just dreading the mess and Bill Murray was there and he tidied the whole house oh no. my god this he slept so on the sofa woken up and tidied up after Apparently the house there's a party. lot of stories yeah. like that like, uh, there was a, a, a photograph of him at a student house uh, party in Edinburgh doing the washing up and you're like oh right wow. so this is okay because oh, I thought yeah. my wife was a liar <laughs> yeah. so this is good this and he's just turn up and do karaoke with people he'll just walk yeah. in and uh, what a what legend what, what was the story legend. someone said they were walking down the street one day and uh, they suddenly they felt two hands over their eyes and uh, they looked around and it was Bill Murray who just walked up and put his, put his hands over their eyes and they, then they looked around and he said no one will ever believe you <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent 
Excellent. Yeah. Weirdly enough, my favourite line uh, of his is just such a throwaway line. It's around the mice line uh, where, they're, they're, like, Karen Allen says to the guy who's holding the mouse, like, because Bill Murray goes, have you tried staples? And she goes, do not staple those mice. And the guy's sort of walking <laughs> off going, I, w- I would never do that. You know, I, I own two dogs. And Bill Murray goes, beautiful story. Tell Reader's Digest. <laughs> <laughs> and you might probably most of it was improv by him as well. He's, uh, he's, he's brilliant. Well, that's I, I sense this is a popular choice. And you, you could also, you could, you could actually stud your day with... Versions of Christmas Carol. <laughs> you could start off with Muppet Christmas Carol. You could go on to any version of the Christmas Carol. Ooh. You know, Zemeckis or Alistair Sim or yep. George C. Scott. You got Scrooged. Am I missing any out? There's got, there's got to be loads, right? Oh, there's loads. Well, you know that there are like Christmas movie channels, also, oh, yeah. which have all the cheap Christmas movies. So those only have three plots, mm. right? <laughs> so there's the um, there's the you know big city person goes back to a small town and finds love. Mm. Um, there's the member of Santa's family learns the meaning of Christmas, and there is uh, Scrooge. Uh, there is basically <laughs> a Christmas Carol redo. Right? Then, then all all of the plots boil down to one of those three. And there's um, the Santa Claus one through five. <laughs> That's true, that's true. But although he learns the meaning of Christmas does, there, right. and he's kind of a member of Sense Fun. I think so, that yeah. what we've suggested, you know, there were so many different versions. I think that Muppets Christmas Carol and Scrooge, thanks yeah. in no yeah. small part to Bill Murray and Sir Michael Caine, are mm-hmm. probably top of the pile. I agree. Yeah. I think they're better than any of the actual faithful yes. adaptations. <laughs> one has Muppets in it. For, exactly. So that's and the other one is Bill Murray. Yeah, there we go. You know. So we're, we're good. All right, so that's uh, that's Dave's choice. Uh, Helen, what's your choice for the 3.15pm post Queen post dinner mm. jamboree. I mean, I was going to say Scrooge for that one as well. So, since it's already been said, let me suggest Batman Returns. Oh, oh, yes. It's only because we tackled it on a podcast before that it isn't straight <laughs> in yeah, my top yeah. three. Weirdly being replaced by Alan Partridge. <laughs> 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 mm, sure. I'll definitely go Fred Claus and Scrooge. But I'll go. Um, yes, yeah, sorry, Helen. I mean, it's brilliant. It's, um, it's the best Batman film. That's right. I said it. Definitely. Um, and uh, it has Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman mm-hmm. sold immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. um, flip, line flip, about flip, flip, flip. Meow. <laughs> so good. <laughs> There has never been a cooler moment in cinema history mm-hmm. than when she does that cartwheel out of the department store and then explodes behind her. She says, so, "Honestly, I Great fell scene. in love with her at that oh. point. It's just it's such, it's such a beautiful moment. It's it's an incredible mm-hmm. moment. It's up there with J Lo's yeah. dancing hustlers for sexiness, and um, and also you know everybody else in it as well. I mean, you've got Christopher Walken in essentially like fifth. Mm. For sixth supporting role, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. It's Max Shrek, Max mm-hmm. Shrek, yeah, that's right. You've got mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, obviously. You've got just, it's just so good. The only person I don't think uh, who doesn't really like. Um Batman Returns is uh, Billy D. Williams because he was going to yeah. be in it oh, yeah. as the Max Shrek role was going to be Harvey Dent. He was going to reprise his role from mm. the original Batman movie, the 1989 Batman, and they went, no, we're going in a different direction, we're getting Christopher Walken in. So I think Harsh he was man. miffed at that. Oh, that's fair, and then, that's fair. And then really miffed when he was replaced completely for Batman Forever by yes. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes, of course. Who is still listing, apparently. <laughs> he, is, he is. Hey, Tommy, how's it there's going, a, man? There's a cracking reference for anyone who's listened to all of our podcasts that <laughs> we've put together. Dave, that's a fucking deep uh, cut. It really is. He's, he's real. Surely he no longer sanctions this before he He turned off once we were listing porn sites. That's that's not for him. He doesn't do that. But no, it's a great Mm. twisted Christmas movie. It's a a nice... There is a gothic Christmas tradition, you know, Mm. and and this is part of And don't you need that? Don't you need a little bit of darkness amongst all the sweetness and the saccharine? A snow-covered Gotham. I mean, I prefer the Gotham in Batman Returns because it would hit the the, uh, Anton first to do the first movie. He 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 couldn't come back for this one, so someone else... 
did this movie, and I, I love what they've done with, oh, it, yeah, with it Gotham. Incredible. It looks and Danny Elfman again, who yeah, mentioned with exactly. Scrooge, that lovely opening scene where it goes through into mm. the into the kind of graveyard and, and stuff. Oh, and you're right, it's great because so many Christmas movies are about family, and this is a Christmas movie about three the three lost central people. characters who don't have families. Yeah, really, yeah, real lost people, and and it also has obviously really useful advice. Mm. You know, mistletoe can be deadly if you oh, eat it. This, that's true, and if you are wearing high heels like the Ice Princess, don't teeter on the edge of a building. I remember that scene. Because I, I, obviously so much was made of it at the time that this is actually a bit too dark. Mm. You know, Batman was dark. Batman Returns is even darker. But seeing the Ice Princess die, I was like, oh my God, people are dying in this movie. Like, for real, <laughs> and not in a comedy way. That's dark. Mm. It was quite scary, that, yeah. yeah. All bets were off. Makes you want to go around Tim Burton's for Christmas and see what <laughs> his butler's firing into his mouth. But... <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, maybe not. It's my fault. It's where I went with that image, so leave me. You thought I was going to open an envelope then, didn't you? <laughs> well, no. Not a performing monkey. Oh, uh, no, of course not, Dave, but you never know. I listen what I wrote down in this envelope. <laughs> Four hours into the podcast, Dave will refuse to open an envelope. <laughs> Claiming uh, not to be a performing monkey. That's <laughs> so precisely ridiculous. Uh, Alex, what is your choice? Do you know what? I mean, I was going to go Scrooged as well because I, I feel like we're sort of veering Holy into shit. A, a slightly mm. darker area. But I'm I'm going to mix it up. And I did check; it wasn't it wasn't on our list, but it is on Sky Cinema. This movie, so I'm picking. I'm I'm going curveball here. Young Sherlock Holmes. What? Yeah. Amazing. Available on Sky Cinema, and, uh, like, I only watched it again recently, and it is a Christmas movie. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It was Pixar's first animated character. The first entirely CG animated character. John Lasseter did the stained glass night. Stained glass night. It's It's incredible. And And terrifying. Terrifying. Really scary. So, again, clear the room of the young ones. And, like, (laughs) spoiler, but, like, not a happy ending, which I didn't really know was a thing when I Mm. saw that. You know, I saw that when I was quite young and I didn't know that films could not have a happy ending <laughs> and it was really traumatic because yeah, you see why Holmes becomes so cold and mm. calculating later in life it's a double not happy ending though because obviously it's not happy because of what happens for Holmes and then it's not happy because you get that post-credit sequence before post-credit sequences mm. were a thing yeah. where it's a thing where it turns out he's Moriarty and you're like please let there be a sequel and there did 19 no. million dollars on an 18 million dollar budget so no no sequel <sighs> But yeah, Shame. that's a good, that's a really good call. Yeah, I haven't seen this movie, oh, and I shall definitely see it. See it All right, so good. But Left just, field choice, bloody yeah. hell, I like it. Be just be ready for the trauma. Mm, okay, just, and it, yeah. it's like the hallucinations that people have in it. Uh, I'm going to say too much. It's really scary. It's okay. really scary. I'm in. I'm totally in. <laughs> I knew there was a reason I did these podcasts. <laughs> Finally, here it is. Four podcasts in. <laughs> you found the reason. <laughs> All right, so that's a good choice. Uh, I'm going to throw in. Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Oh, oh. My wife suggested going for Jumanji. Yes, yeah. What a great choice. I'm going to throw that in because <laughs> I, I think that's a bit of a modern kids family classic. Mm-hmm. If uh, and also the sequel will be out in cinemas by that point, so you what, can watch it. What then. I said what, uh, to, to Sarah Jane, and I, I'll say to you now, is I think it's for me. It's an Easter movie. I don't know if it's a Christmas movie. Here's my. I know it's pro- not a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah. Christmas movie. But here's my only problem with it as a Christmas movie. There's a character in it who's allergic to cake, and that just seems anti-Christmas. Yeah, it does seem anti-Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's a yeah. That's that's very very true. But I will say, it is a Christmas movie because it literally takes place at Christmas. So, 
I win. <laughs> Fair play. I'm not sure that's how it happens. That's how it wins. That's not an Easter movie. What do you mean Easter movie? I can't remember it being sad Christmas. Yes, it's like Die Hard. Like Rise of the Guardians, even though it has Santa in it, is yeah. technically an Easter movie. Yeah. When they get back... And the Guardians of Gahul is not an Easter movie. That's true. Yeah. It's an owl movie. Liberate <laughs> night. <laughs> when they get back to the real world uh, from the game of Jumanji, they walk along the street at one point past loads and loads of Christmas decorations that are out in the street. So that's, that's literally the only throwaway reference okay. to it being a Christmas movie. Like, all of Shane Black's movies pretty much are set at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And The Nice Guys, which is a great film, the, mm-hmm. the only nod to it being Christmas is a Christmas tree right at the very, very end of the yeah. movie because he was sick of setting his movies at Christmas. <laughs> but then people said, no, 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 no. You have to put Christmas trees in this movie or it's not a Shane Black film. So so there we go. Um, uh, this, so it's so choice. warm in here right now. That is a great choice, Chris. It's, it is. Uh, it's so warm in here right now. Jingle All The Way was filmed in July, apparently. Wow. Really? Yeah. I mean, you Should wouldn't want to jingle part of, the, part of the way. No, you? you've got to jingle all the way. <laughs> 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 jingle all the way or go home. I tried to jingle all the way, but it's July. I got hot somewhere in a scarf. I jingled part of the way. <laughs> all right, you've got to jingle all the way to the next one. So let's say we've... Uh, We've got two more films to go. 6 p.m. What are you going to watch? 6 p.m. 6 p.m. is a tough kind of time. I mean, you're still... How do you feel at 6 p.m.? You're still digesting your dinner, so there's a little bit of kind of, you know, tiredness. Um, You know what? I'm going to go Bumblebee, because it's nice, it's uplifting, you know, especially if we had watched Batman Returns just now. Bumblebee's a nice sort of pick-me-up. It's kind of cheerier again, gets the kids on board before they they go to bed. And uh, if there are any around, I don't know. Um... Yeah, I liked it a lot, Bumblebee. I thought it was really underrated. Yeah, I thought it was a good movie. I, I've gone for Trading Places, though. Oh, oh that's so lovely. That's, I, I know it's a little bit risque if the kids are still up, but at the same time, yeah. they need to be educated. I watched Trading Places when I was way too young, so, so what, it's about time. Educated yeah. on what? Jamie Lee Curtis's boots? <laughs> <laughs> are, uh, no, I mean, are they in there? I haven't noticed. Uh, <laughs> unless we've heard about your butler shooting turkey into your mouth while the cool girls come <laughs> over, it's done you no problems whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Trading places for all eight-year-olds, that's what I say. Yeah. Is this, I just, a, is this I, a point where you eat uh, a salmon and it gets stuck to your fake Santa beard? I assume we're all dressed as Santa by this point, right? <laughs> or do we start the day dressed as Santa? I'm not quite sure how it works. I, um, I There's one line in it that just kills me every time, and I can't remember the actor's name. He's the guy who plays the head teacher in The Breakfast Club, who plays the oh, the guy um, who's like... Paul pay- Gleason. Yes! Right, and it's the bit where he's on the phone, and there's a girl waiting to <laughs> use the phone, standing next to him and he's just like talking on the phone he's like I expect penetration and acquisition at 900 hours tomorrow and he goes hold on and just turns to him and goes fuck off (laughs) (laughs) it's just the way he delivers it he's he's brilliant he is absolutely brilliant that's a cracking choice training places I mean it is a Christmas movie it's also a New Year's Eve movie so technically speaking you could skip Christmas just wait six days Hmm? bish bash bosh training places that's Jingle good. all the way. <laughs> is that your choice, Dave? <laughs> it's actually, Training Places, I think, is probably my favourite Dan Aykroyd performance as well. And I, you know, I say that fully loving him in Ghostbusters and mm. the Blues Brothers, but I do think he's just, for this, there's something about him in Trading Places, which is where it all just comes mm. together. He's fantastic. Okay, so I'm going to go on to my choice, and I've changed this at the last minute. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. Nice! When you say the last minute, when did this happen? Five seconds ago. Oh, okay. Great. I'm not kidding. Uh, because when I was talking about Shane Black and his tradition of setting movies at Christmas, I had a quick look to see what Shane Black movies are available on Sky Cinema. And lo and behold, it's only my favourite Marvel movie, Iron Man 3. Oh. Hey. 
So that is set at Christmas. That is irrefutably a Christmas movie. Uh, Tony Stark uses Christmas baubles and Christmas toys as weapons against the bad guys at one point. It starts off with a great sort of Jingle Bells remix. It's really, really, really fun. Uh, lots of great Shane Black quips. It is literally, genuinely my favourite Marvel movie. Oh, wow. At this very, very second. It'll change in 10 minutes. But <laughs> okay. right now, I love Shane Black. He's an amazing, uh, if you know, people listening to this don't know who Shane Black mm-hmm. is, he's an incredible writer, turned director. He's the guy who wrote Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, The Last Boy Scout, Long Kiss Goodnight. And then as director, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 3. May nice I be guys, allowed to... And the Predator. Right, I was going to raise a few eyebrows by being a defender of The Predator. I actually really... really? I really enjoyed The Predator. I mean, like, taken as what it is... I know it's it's not what people expected, but the Predator is a lot of fun. And that, is that the most recent? That's the most recent one where they had a crazy idea at the end. You know, the Predator, the Predator armor that turns up at the end that they were going to yeah. use mm. to then kill the Predators, the anti-Predator armor, whatever it was. They wanted um, Sigourney Weaver to step out of that. It was going to have a time travel thing that linked the Predator oh, to the alien universe. I'd heard Arnie was meant to oh, step really? out of that oh, at the end. So they must have had loads of different yeah, options. There was, I think Newt as well, as well. If they couldn't get Sigourney, they were going to get Newt from Aliens. <laughs> but then she would literally have to say, I'm Newt from Aliens. <laughs> Otherwise the audience would know who yeah. she was. Oh, unless she went, I mostly come through time travel. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, that's a great choice. The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> Alex has changed at the last minute. Uh, Dave? Um, I am... Well, we, we focused here on, um, you know, Alex has been talking about picking movies that are going to get the kids out of the room, <laughs> which is so sweet and endearing on Christmas Day. So let's pick something that's going to get them into the room and that also has some heritage that I, I would really love to, to share with my daughter going forward. So I have decided to go for uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Um, because it's not only an excuse to watch what I thought was a really enjoyable film, but also at some point to show her the original uh, a movie which is up there as, as one of the all-time classics yeah. and all-time greats but I thought that you know the big trick with this is can Emily Blunt mm-hmm. be Mary Poppins and she is absolutely fantastic as one of the most kind of iconic characters in cinema history um, I'm not too sure about the um, the Cockney in it if I'm <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we will have no criticism of Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> okay. in this room this okay. is a safe space <laughs> And also Mary Poppins. He certainly felt in a safe space. He was like, so I'm following Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) (laughs) I got this. I mean, this is not this is not a high bar to clear. But this was how my people were represented on the big screen back in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so offensive. Um, But I know I really enjoyed them. I really enjoyed um, uh, Mary Poppins Returns. And it's a I think it will fit nicely into that whole Mm. Christmas vibe and tradition. It does feel very Christmassy. It does. um, And obviously does get bonus points for its Lin-Manuel Miranda newness. If you don't know who he is he is the um, composer and if original you don't star don't know who he is Look, there's still some people um, he's a composer and original star of, of the book of Mormon Hamilton right. <laughs> on Broadway uh, and he's an incredibly gifted polymath and uh, and he's quite is he a polymath yeah he is do you know what that is no. yeah shapeshifter yeah. <laughs> yes. So what Sigourney he Weaver comes out at the end? He's the xenomorph, and Sigourney Weaver turns up. Oh my god! Oh my god! That would have made this film even better. Yeah. Of course, it's not Sigourney Weaver who turns up at the end. It's Angela Lansbury. Oh, it's such oh a lovely god. moment with the balloons. Oh. Angela Lansbury turns up at the end of the Predator. I'm getting really confused. Predator. <laughs> yeah, it's an alien predator murder. She wrote crossover. <laughs> she, she's chanting that Latin thing. Oh. I don't know they see. Can you, can you yeah. imagine though? She turned up at the end of a Predator. 
predator, Jessica Fletcher style, and explained that it wasn't the predator who did it, that he was, it was the just, red herring. Yeah. Or oh, why don't we? Uh, why don't we throw in an, an Evil Dead crossover as well, and it oh. can be bedknobs and bedknobs and boomsticks. Oh. <laughs> I think our work here is done. <laughs> oh no, sadly we got one more film to choose. Okay. All right. So 9 p.m. This is going to see us cool. in. This is going to be unanimous, right? Right. Should we all say it at once? Three, two, one. Die hard. Die hard. <laughs> <laughs> With a vengeance. You're right, Helen. That's absolutely right. Wait, you want to watch the non-Christmas one? Yeah. What? Because Christmas is over by this point. What? Fuck Santa Claus. Christmas is never over. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Every day is Christmas Eve. Especially for uh, Amelia Clark and last Christmas, who works in an all-year Christmas store. Oh, it's Which I thought was not a thing until we went to York a couple weeks ago. It's 100% a thing. It's 100% a thing. Yeah. Yeah, So, all right. So you know, I mean, it's it's not just a Christmas movie set at Christmas, but uh, there's one man who's having a white Christmas in that movie. It's Harry Ellis. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, please explain. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, as William F. Sessions, deputy director of the FBI, once said on video games in the 1980s, winners don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. So remember that. If you could take one message away from the Empire podcast today, folks, it's that. <laughs> also have turkeys fired into your gobs by what I presume is a half-naked butler. I mean, it's his choice. <laughs> But he does get paid extra. He does get paid. (laughs) It didn't used to be his choice. It's the bloody unions. I am not a monster. He can wear clothes if he wants. Anyway, so, all right, so... If we're all going for Die Hard, and yeah, if you want to know why, there's an entire podcast you can listen to. Uh, Helen wasn't on that one, but Alex and Dave and James Dyer and myself argued the toss. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We decided very early on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> After I gave these guys a bit of a lesson in his Die Hard a Christmas movie. Yeah. You schooled us. Yeah. Did you know it stars Bruce Willis? <laughs> <laughs> Dave's great facts. Oh, I think that was, was that, that must have been a year ago that I first had Alex say to me Liberate May. It's Liberate May. May with an M. How many times have I said it? All right. Okay. All right. So what we'll do real quick now is we will just discuss, decide real quick what films we're going to watch. 10 a.m. The options are Fred Claus, The Grinch, Muppet Christmas Carol, Miracle on 34th Street. I think I got the right answer there. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, set up Alex. I'm furious about that, but okay. Miracle on 34th Street. Then 12 p.m. Captain Marvel, Alan Partridge, Alpha Papa, (laughs) The Polar Polar Express, or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas Vacation. All right. Then 3.15, Scrooge, Jumanji. Batman Returns, Young Sherlock Holmes. I'm going to say Scrooge, guys, because yeah. everyone, everyone was pretty Scrooge. much choosing yeah, it. Yeah. All right, 6 p.m., Trading Places, Iron Man 3, Bumblebee, or Mary Poppins Returns. I'm say, I'm sticking with me on this and Trading I think, Places. I think Trading Places, guys. I, no. See, I would say Mary Poppins Returns. I think I'd you know, say Iron Man 3. You know what? With Sky Cinema, you can do multi-room, you can do second screen. It's all, it's all up to you. You can do them both. At 9 p.m., uh... Die Hard. Die Hard. <laughs> is the answer. And then your Christmas Day is done. No need to thank us. Lovely. It's, it's all there. Or indeed and, cause to thank uh, us. Indeed, yeah, indeed. <laughs> and uh, all, all these films, of course, are available on Sky Cinema. And of course, Sky Cinema is the only place, the only place that brings you a brand new premiere every single day, including Christmas Day and Boxing Day, when that premiere is... 
a little film I like to call <laughs> Avengers Endgame. So I can't. very, very I've exciting. I've only seen it nine times. I'm so excited <laughs> to see it again. Are you watching it at midnight when it hits, <laughs> when the, everything refreshes and it suddenly appears I mean, and you go? Obviously, you know that midnight is past my bedtime, but yes. <laughs> Just this one. All right. Okay. Well, on that note, uh, that is all the time we have. <laughs> All the time we have, we've gone way over. But anyway, that's all the time we have. And it is time to say goodbye and Merry Christmas to Helen. Ho, 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 Hara. <laughs> I'm not doing it for everybody. That was off the cuff. <laughs> that was a bit of My involved, surname's <laughs> Berry. You must be able to come up with something for that, surely. Think of anything, man. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, yes. Helen, bye. Merry <laughs> Christmas. Oh my god. <laughs> I think we lost a moment, Helen. I think we did. It is goodbye from Dave. Um. Mary Berry! <laughs> is that right? Is that what's something? Uh, I'll do. Yeah, I'll do. That's it. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> Merry Christmas, y'all! <laughs> and my final envelope! We've got a Bane impression! <laughs> that was, that that was, was Jimmy Stewart! I was going to say Patrick Stewart for a second. That's Jimmy Stewart! Oh, right. oh my god, he is. He's a prototype Bane, isn't right. he? Right. You're a murder boy! It's a wonderful life with Bane. That's what we need. <laughs> Every time boring! <laughs> And it is goodbye, of course, from Alex Saney. Christmas time! <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Did you just read that off your notes? It's <laughs> one word three times, Al. Come on, man. I know we've been in here a long time, but hold it together. Dave, and I'm Bobby, I'm your white knight. <laughs> <sighs> oh dear there you go and it is goodbye from me I'm off to reload the turkey gun Alex is very unforgiving <laughs> if he's not fed every three hours thanks for listening Merry Christmas everybody goodbye goodbye 